Say What? Say What Radio Show. With no agenda, it's always a surprise. But if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong. And welcome to the Say What Show. This is May 13th, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva and Mona Radler. Dolly is having a family thing with her kids to celebrate tomorrow's Mother's Day. And she sends her regrets. Um, I suspect that uh, she would rather be here than there simply because... I don't, she hardly has ever, in all the time we have been on this show, which goes <laughs> well beyond, well, it had to have been like 2015, probably. Um, she's hardly ever, ever missed. So, um, hopefully, hopefully we just, why is that saying that? It's, uh, Okay. I've got a station thing happening. What well, do you mean? It's offline? No, it says it, it. It says it's on. Okay, it's back again. I don't even know if they dropped. I saw the music come up, <clears throat> and that comes up when the signal is dropped. So hopefully, it's not going to drop again. Uh, keep an eye in chat in case somebody goes off. I space out and don't see it happen. Please, thank you. And um, okay, so. What I'm going to start out with is, um, well, let's start out with what Jan was just finishing with. If you guys aren't listening to Jan Shaw, and I don't get to listen to the last, you know, five minutes of her show, um, but she had preceded that five minutes with a very interesting discussion of the ET involvement in what's happening here. And also the spiritual. Now, Jan normally stays within the concept of, you know, <laughs> global global politics and trends and, you know, hardcore 3D shit. But this today, she really presented some very, as she said, heartlifting uh, concepts of what's really happening. And I'm not sure that, I, 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 well, I wish that, Walt and Mona had listened to it, but they probably didn't. But it's this concept of we're going into a fifth dimension. And I don't think I understand this ascension thing. Do either of you have an idea of what the hell they're talking about when they're talking about ascension? Yeah, your your vibration is is all changing. Like, I'll give you an example. For example, for many, 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 many years... We are aware of like our brain waves. You have different frequencies. You have uh, uh, alpha, beta. You have the delta. The different frequencies, right? And like uh, the the lowest of the uh, frequencies is a delta. Well, it turns out I was just I found out this by watching one of the episodes of Michael Sala. Is there is another brain frequency? That's considered gamma. Now, gamma is beyond all the known uh, brain frequencies. It, it it's like beyond forty cycles. 
it's a tremendous frequency and it turns out that those that have that produce this frequency labeled gamma are capable of teleportation they are capable of, of jumping from one place to the other they are uh, for example uh, in the case of um, our oriental pilot had this had this attribute they uh, he was able to pilot a, a plane by thought alone not touching any of the controls he had this capability because he he was he was capable of generating gamma so that's not something that was it's common in 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 history in fact it's one of the things that it would be worth investigating because we know that anastasia had that capability maybe her brain is so advanced that she's capable of producing the this gamma frequency but all in all this this change it's reality you know it goes back to your um the uh, the rules of engagement and you know the rules of cosmic reality reality is what you think it is okay if you are actually and actively transmuting your your whole sense of being from one frequency to another then doesn't it follow that that your reality will change as well it's not it's not that we are changing the planet, but it's, it's the whole reality that we're aware of has to change because we are changing. So this ascension means that you're, you're changing your frequency. And on one of the, for example, one of the, one of the things that they're touting is that uh, you'll be more uh, conscious of, you'll be conscious of more colors you'll be confused because you won't be able to label the new things that you're starting to see. Whereas before you, you could only actively perceive uh, seven colors, you can actually see more. In fact, it, it, it has been going on for a while that in the computer world, when, uh, when, when they um, do, they talk about uh, resolution and stuff like that, depending on the capabilities of the video card that's powering that's being used in your computer is what colors the machine can produce and for example for a long time it used to be that uh when the card uh, how how did it go if the card is able to process 32 or 64 bits it was capable of producing something like 32 different 32 million colors that was the resolution, something like that. Don't quote me on it. I don't have a, <laughs> I don't have a, a photographic memory when it comes to numbers. But it was something huge like that. And as, as a human, we we are we're not aware of 32 million colors, but yet in the computer world it exists. So there you have it. I mean, they they were their perception of reality is a lot different from what our perception of reality is. Uh, so ascension is that it's uh, our whole foundational frequency changing, and and then and there's the problem is that humans don't like change, even though it's shitty, they rather they rather stick with what they know with than uh, stick with something coming that uh, we don't know what it is. <laughs> so they suspect that it's probably just as bad as the old one. <laughs> <laughs> I got. I I can I can you know get my head around the fa fact that we are energetically changing. If you just pay attention to yourself, or your animals, 
the animals are, are, are changing. They're, there's just more about them. <laughs> I can't even, can't even try to get my head around what it is. But I know we're changing. My confusion comes into in when I'm listening to these people who are 3D peoples trying to explain to me the concept of dimensions. Now, densities is another word that I think Derek likes to use, densities instead of dimension. Because, because it makes perfect sense. Dimensions remain as they are. You, you're living in a state of three dimensions because your senses report to you that you are surrounded by three dimensions, height and width and length, and you can't go anywhere besides that uh, as a solid body. But density is different because we, we, we can experience densities actually with our fifth senses. For example, uh, when you're sitting on, okay, uh, you're, you're, you're sitting on the, surf, on the surface, you're, you're, you're sitting on a street or, you're, or on the floor of a house or something, that, okay, you're in one density. But if I should wear, uh, uh, what do you call it, a wetsuit, and go jump into a lake or the ocean, and I'm 100 feet below. Okay, I'm not in. I'm in a totally different density. All the rules that you were aware of don't apply because your whole density. I know this is a very gross comparison, but it, it, it gives you a frame of reference to what you're in a different density. Your movements change. How you perceive depth change. How you perceive sound changes. Because why? Because you're in an, an entirely different density, and I know this is a like I said a gross comparison. You're, we're comparing what it is to be in 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 a, an aquatic environment as opposed to an air environment, but it's it applies. You're dealing with a totally different density, and and the thing is that what is different is that um, when we compare water to air, okay. Air is going to be thinner. Water is going to be heavier. It's going to be thicker. You see, movement in water is different from movement in air. Well, when you're looking at the higher densities, it's higher density of plasma. That's why it's such a thing that's trending because it actually makes makes sense to be talking about it. Because when you're in a higher density, guess what? There's more plasma around you. There's more energy, so it's it's uh, very different because there, everything. That's why there's so many more colors. I'm, I'm sure there's many more sounds that uh, previously we were, weren't aware of because we're in a totally different density. But there's more. There's more of everything. More light, more sound, more. It's more dense. Okay, that all makes sense to me. Now my question is. All right, <clears throat> there's this, there's this, let's say, concept that, she actually referenced it, that only a third of the people on the planet are going to make, be able to make the change. The rest of them are going to stay in third dimension density. I've heard that they're going to be picked up by some kind of a big ET ship and taken someplace else. I've heard that they're going to be on a <clears throat> a version of Earth. They're going to split Earth in, in two, and you know, and now now they're talking in terms of 
I think that, yes, basically Earth is going to go break in two and have two. I don't believe that. That doesn't set right with me. It doesn't make sense because that would mean that I'm, I could split in two and have one Nancy stay in the 3D and one Nancy go off into the fifth dimension. You know, I don't think that the Earth, I, I think the Earth is a body for a cosmic a plasma ball of consciousness that we call Gaia. And I suspect that the universe is, you know, we're, we're within the concept of the quantum plasma ball uh, or, or whatever, cosmic plasma well, ball. The, it's God. The thing with the densities is that there's no there's no conflict. They, they To have multiple densities in a single locale. For example, uh, Venus. At the third, at the three D level, Venus is uninhabitable by by human like life forms. The the pressure, the temperature, everything it makes it completely inhospitable. But fifth density, fifth density Venus, it's very much like Earth. In fact, there's human there's a humanoid life there. So there is absolutely no conflict. You of you have different realities when you're when you have different densities. The same with the same comparison that I was doing, you know, compare an aquatic environment compared to an air environment. Okay, is the life there the same? No, they're, they're different life because they are equipped to exist in that reality. And humans can only be there with technical assistance because they're not equipped to be in that reality. So, well, I'll give you, I'll give you another example. Uh, Dolly has already spoken. She's uh, in in more than one show. She she spoke how she had um, an opportunity to visit the sun, and there are people living there. Do you think that's third density? Oh, obviously not. They're in a much higher density, where their life is completely compatible with that level of energy. So all these people that talk about their, you know, the people. The Earth splitting, or people living in, you know, up, or up, you mean vacating the planet by ships. They're trying to, I think, create a 3D explanation that they can understand and accept. Because they are, they are unable to understand and they're unable to affect how different realities are as you change, as you move up and down the densities. Mona, do you have any thoughts on this? <laughs> well, to me, ascension is always where you're moving up. So whatever it is that you're acclimating is bringing you to a higher source of yourself. So it's almost like collaborating closer to your oversoul. Instead of bringing the oversoul down, you're actually going up to meet the oversoul. <clears throat> so on the ascension part that's basically the way I see it because I don't want to be woke because to <laughs> me that's descending you know so yeah, she doesn't have a prostate don't bother her that's right <laughs> <laughs> keep your thumbs to yourself <laughs> oh it's just ridiculous the crap that they throw out there but see, everybody has a thing to see 
tried to make sense out of it and maybe tried to believe it because we can get all ideas, just as good ideas or real ideas. It's like the deja vu. Now, does that mean that I've already been here and I experienced it? Or am I just moving from one parallel moment to another parallel and that's the crux of the change? I mean, that's the way I think about it. Well, is there is... Yeah. Go ahead. No, I, I, I was just reminded of uh, one of the things that Andrew Bartz is, uh, says, that uh, this planet is exceptional compared to other planets in the universe in that it has three timelines, it has three realities. That's why in, uh, in shamanic lore, we deal with the middle world, world where we are living right now, where we're having this conversation, the lower world, and the upper world, and the upper world is where you go to meet your uh, guides. The lower world is where you go to meet your power animal, because this physical body has its own low soul, and the power, the power animal that uh, it's the job to work on the lower body is like the guide for the lower soul. So here you have a planet with three active realities yet they don't overlap. I mean, you walk around, you go to the street, you go to the store, you go to take a, go get gas with your car. Are you aware of the lower world? Do you see your power animal? No, you don't. Totally different density, totally different energy, energy, totally, and, and they don't overlap and they don't conflict with each other. They, and they exist. So again, why would you need to transport whoever didn't make the grade? Why would you need to transport them anywhere? You only you would only transport them if that's what the planet wants. And Nancy, I know that you can communicate actively with Gaia, so she can answer your question. Gaia can tell you about whether the people will leave in mass by uh, abandoning their physical body or if they're just simply going to shift into a different uh, reality at different density. I think a lot of them did that with the CV <laughs> injection because yeah, they, they lost for a billion people. And I mean, they disconnected from their soul. Yeah, I know. But there is nobody taking up and becoming more. They're letting the people, or how do I say that? Um, there is no population overgrowth. There's depopulation because there's more deaths than there is births. And they're supposed to be semi-adequately equal if we were in a real state of what is supposed to be affairs. Well, I don't know how much the, the woke people are going to be uh, reproducing anytime soon since they're in this uh, business of operating all boys, making them girls, and operating all the girls, making them boys, which is essentially rendering them sterile. So I don't see a population explosion of that group. Well, no, but any kind of human, <laughs> because I don't think that they can be actually human. It's hard to say. And somebody here was talking about fourth dimension in the chat. And other things like there's supposed to be two to no. There's always going to be 
at least 11 dimensions because that's how numerology works. You can't change an end universal law. And that's what the dimensionals and the um, uh, parallel universes are. You can't change the, ma the mechanics or mathematics. You're going to start with zero and go up to 11. That's all there is to it, maybe 12. But you can't change that. No matter what, at least in this realm that we're at now. And then somebody's talking about Cliff High. I don't fathom him to be anything but a loudmouth in my mind. You know, you can get some people to think, okay, that's fine, but I am not a Cliff High fan at all. But yeah, just there's so many different parallels and ideologies that no wonder people are confused. I think Nancy ran away. Yeah, she fell asleep. <laughs> no, I'd put on the other mute and I'd forgotten about it. Um, oh, okay, so the, the the concept or you 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 I didn't when I said that I had heard I said I I had heard I didn't say I was believing in any of it okay and so while I was off the, the, the muted um, I did check in with Gaia and she was like you know <laughs> no okay. she, can you share what she said or that's a secret no 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 no. Um, it's not so much what she said, it was more of what she showed me. And she showed herself just absolutely pristine again, you know, with all of the every energy that was supposed to be here working in absolute perfection. Um, That's what it, I dream about. Yeah, and it's like and she, what she said was um reality is what i think it is too so this there there may be this break off situation but to me it's like a, a concept of a timeline there those people out there reality is what you think it is so you got you know maybe 50 50 at this point in the game of people who are thinking that that old 3D reality is what's real. And then you've got, let's say, another 50% over here. Well, it, Jan said that, that whoever she was reading from said a third. So let's say a third of the people say, no, no, that reality is crazy. And besides, reality is what you think it is. And we're not going to think about that anymore. I think what happens is that, yes, those people will continue to go along on that ride but it will fizzle out it's it's because every time you you make a decision not to go to the right you go to the left well there still is a time in quotes where you, the reality that you programmed that you thought is still manifesting but when you've got all your attention on the new one then no the old one can't continue so i think that might be a a story 
And it might sort of like, I keep thinking about that situation where they say, um, is it 144,000, the great rapture where the people just disappear? 144,000. Now, that doesn't sound like a lot of people to me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know. But it may have been, I mean, for God's sakes, back when they were talking about this, they wouldn't have thought in terms of billions of people. You know what I'm saying? So to get the, the percentage of people, you'd probably have to go back to um, how many people were on the planet when they made that particular statement. Just right. to decide. Well, you, you know? have to, in, in cases like this, I, I never forget uh, what Raul Hula said about uh, human design, is that all, all these scriptures, all these old scriptures that are going around, were written by a humanity that is now extinct. Because mm -hmm. all those scripts were written by seven-centered beings, which are no longer on the planet. Everyone being born after 1780 was born with nine centers. So there you have it. They're not even around anymore to uh, confirm their stuff. <laughs> uh, you've talked about that before. And when I was taking notes when Jan was talking, and she was saying, and I, I kind of like, there was so much that she was that her I think so yeah maybe <laughs> or maybe it's his, no I think it's her um, but anyway talk somebody somebody was talking about a timeline change okay and it was supposed to have covered three centuries and the reason I'm bringing this up is that you said 1780 after 1780 and the time frame starts at 1750 Mm -hmm. And he was call he or she was calling it uh, the transitional period, um, and that at this at this point in the game, and it's funny you re you were referencing the gamma energy because they said something about gamma light. Mm -hmm. The gamma light will be the prevalent uh, energy from I guess the sun and cosmic you know background or whatever st the other stars. Mm -hmm. But they also brought up the Galactic Federation of Light and that we had been accepted as a member of the Federation just like recently. So I, w I wonder if this means that other civilizations are going to quit. <laughs> Oops, look, they're letting, letting the humans in. I'm out of here. <laughs> 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 Let's hope not. <laughs> um, but they said it's it's going to the 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 real let's say changes are going to occur between 2025, I think, and I think she said 35 or he said 35, but I'm not sure. But I was like, oh my god, am I gonna am I gonna live long enough for this thing? <laughs> I mean, it's like it just keeps getting pushed out and pushed out and pushed out. Now, in the scheme of things, that time frame is nothing. It's pretty near instantaneous. But in the life of this little 3D person, <laughs> that's a little bit out there. Uh, anyway, um, so but you said that 1780. So you're saying that the, the actual, the transition that this person is referencing um, well, seemingly he's, he's referring. Uh, he he says that it, the the nine centered beings started being born 
when the, the astronomer Herschel discovered the presence of the planet Uranus. From that moment out, people started being born with uh, eight, nine centers. That, that was the big change. So that's why he said the, the humans that wrote all these scriptures that everyone is fawning over, they're not even alive anymore. They're gone. They're ex extinct. So yeah, that, <laughs> Uh, by centers, are you talking human design? Is that what? Yeah, oh, human okay. design considers the body has nine centers. Whereas if you look at the old yogic setup, it, the body has seven centers, which makes sense for that historical time period. It's a, it's a, a fascinating ride we're on here because whatever's happening is affecting levels of society like nothing I've seen before. Uh, that, that's why I mentioned that there was an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation that covered exactly this this issue. I, I don't ask me to quote what season because I'm never going to remember what season it was, but it just it fits. It's so apropos to what is going on. And uh, in the in that episode, they they discovered a, a, a ship that had crashed in another in another planet, and the, uh, they were able to rescue the the pilot. It was a single occupant, and uh, what it surprised them is that there was a a ship like much like the Enterprise, following uh, chasing chasing this character um, because uh, somehow for some reason he seemed to be escaping from his planet because there were people like him who were being persecuted in his planet. And everyone that was about to, they, they were very cryptic. It was something that it had to do with some change. The people were about to change. So what they were doing is they were persecuting and eliminating anyone that was showing signs of the approaching change. They, they kept saying words like that, very, very cryptic. You don't know what's going on. So, it happened because the, the character is now on the Enterprise. He's being protected because he's on the Enterprise. So he's going to experience the change. And what's happening is that his entire DNA structure is transmuting and he's becoming mostly energy. So when the, uh, the, their native, the, the ship from his planet shows up, they attack the Enterprise. Everyone starts, they use some kind of weapon where everyone starts choking to death. And this uh, this man, he actually experienced the transformation where he most of his body became energy, and just by putting his hand on the panel of the computer, he induced a change onto the ship that made it invulnerable to what they were doing. So they they stopped choking to death. So he thanked them for giving them this change, this chance to have this transformation, and he escaped the ship. So now they were in for a surprise because this guy was going to go back to their home world and assist those that were about to experience the change. So I think it's very significant that we're in the middle of it. Now that people are experiencing this change and they're struggling because to make it, uh, you know, to make it more interesting, you know, you're, 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 in, you're in the middle of this energy change, but yet at the same time you have to struggle with the uh, attacks of the cabal, which are, you know, the woke agenda and all these other agenda to keep whose purpose is just to keep you down, to stop, you know, that's why do you think they keep insisting, like what, what Dolly says, keep sending out uh, 
blankets of love because that's exactly the energy that's that's sustaining our transformation she didn't say oh you should send out hatred and and uh wrath no 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 it's it's all about love focus on that energy and send out of that energy and then you're on track don't fall for the for the temptation to do to pay them back with what they're giving you you know they're giving you fear and hatred and blah 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 no they already ruled us with fear for centuries not, not, it's over we can't fall for that for that trick anymore well because fear is being replaced with faith mm -hmm. <clears throat> and faith is just based on belief there's so many people out there i mean oh gosh you know having the longevity that both you and i and so many of our listeners have had in this voyage through this transitional period it really is astounding the amount of confirmation that we have out there now i mean when i first started out on facebook um i remember the first time i ever put the cosmic reality rules down rules one two and three and i think it was bill brockbrader's group that i posted in it but i was i was nervous because i, I was like ah, people are going to think i'm nuts and now people accept that as being a reality. Now, did they ex get there because I got there and posted it? No, I got there because people were already beginning to see this. The the concept that we were talking about, you know, sort of last week uh, on the living universe. That concept that energies especially the plasma energies are something that we could not have understood if we hadn't have made changes in our perception of what is real and then you get cater again joseph cater who comes in with a totally different science a 3d science that more more than less is supporting the concept of an energy universe but he's trying to again give it a mechanical explanation and it's to me that science is like a stepping stone to the real science of you know plasma and a living universe would that make sense to you Walt? Yes, you do need a stepping stone because otherwise th there's no way to go from here to there. In fact, uh, didn't I say several times that that was what I loved about Cater's writing is for the longest time I have in reading in authors of science and both traditional ones and new age, you know, out of... <laughs> you know, strange science to, like uh, Wilhelm Reich and stuff like that, is you read that information and you read traditional science information. And I kept finding that there's a missing link. I'm sorry, there is 
I kept finding amazing lick because, okay, here this guy talking about electrons and protons and neutrons and neutrinos and blah, 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 blah. And then here's this guy talking about organ this and organ that and different frequencies of, of organ. And I was like, okay, but where what bridges the two? Because we're dealing with two different domains. There must be something bridging that domain. You can't tell me that there's nothing in the middle. There's got to be something there. And it comes in the form of Cater uh, and his explanation because he talks about soft electrons. And he, for example, you are, you understand, you are aware that when you compare the planet Earth to planet Jupiter, Jupiter is a gigantic planet where you could actually fit hundreds of Earths inside Jupiter. That is how massive and large it is. Okay. When Cater explains how electric soft electrons come to be, that's exactly the same comparison. You have hard electrons that are like the Earth, but you have soft electrons, which is a compendium of like a photons. And what happens is soft electrons are huge. And he has proof that they exist because when they dis disintegrate, given different ener energies and different uh, manifested forms, uh, they produce light. Uh, case in point, for example, uh, I mentioned that in the last show, uh, that, that experiment that quoted by uh, Dan Winter, that they did this thing in a container shaped like an egg, and what they do, they start spinning the water inside this egg. Uh, it's uh, sealed so the water can't go anywhere, and they had found that when they reach a certain velocity, a certain speed of rotation of this water, it begins to illuminate. That illumination is explained by Cater because Cater explains that at a, at a certain, by this is like a, a energy stress, the soft electrons begin to disintegrate. When they disintegrate, the photons that they're made of fall apart, fly apart. Therefore, you get light being produced. That's why it becomes luminous. So Cater explains it very well. So and also, he um, he totally debunks uh, Einstein and his theories. And if you remember the video that you sent me of this, uh, what what is his name? Um, uh, sorry, uh, he was with the um, the other the other gentleman. The gentleman that you sent me the video. Joseph, Joseph Farrell and uh, Joseph Farrell. journalist. Okay, yeah. okay. And uh, he and, said and it outright in black and white that when you compare the achievements and successes of Tesla and compare it to Einstein, Einstein was all theory and very little, very little proof. It was, which is true. It's all, it's all like, for example, Einstein's ultimate speed of light is actually that's he got to that number theoretically but on the other hand if you look at what uh tesla achieved he did it uh what do you uh what do you call it um what uh, sorry what's that word when you when you um when something the opposite of theoretical and uh, empirical tesla's discoveries were all empirical when he made his experiment in order to ascertain what was the speed of, of light in that, in that pulsed energy experiment that he did, 
he came up that it was 50 times the accepted speed of light at the time. So he wasn't theorizing, it was actually true. It was true empirical knowledge. It was verifiable through experimentation. And, and people, you know, Swan, you know, they soon or just, oh, Einstein said this, Einstein said that, but he he said many things. What, how many of them did he prove? I, I mean, really, did he, how much they give him credit for all these things, but uh, the things that uh, Tesla did, they were all empirical. He was actually able to verify and prove the things that he spoke about. Well, I was listening to something that um, Mona had actually sent me, and it was about the morphic field. I didn't get through the whole thing, but he put out he po pointed out something that was interesting: that the Big Bang theory never came out until 1966, <laughs> and that. Okay, so you've got these, you know, Newton, the Newtonian science of, you know, gravity and all this, you know, and everything that was based in, that created the Industrial Revolution really was out of that kind of a concept. But then somebody comes along and makes the Big Bang Theory. Who was that? I mean, that's got to be theory, right? It is. Because there, how could you... I mean, it's well, think like, about it. The Big Bang theory demands an ending to things and a beginning to things. So the, it's like the universe has a beginning somewhere, somehow, and it also has an, an end to it. And that's not true. It doesn't end because it doesn't begin. It it, it just is. It is constantly evol. It's constantly evolving and recreating itself. Why does it need an ending? First, first question is like, who decides that it needs to end? Because that it, that also comes from the mechanistic mechanistic view of the of the universe. Because, for example, they think they they talk of entropy. Entropy is nothing more than molecular disorder. Uh, for to give an idea, for example, a gaseous material has more entropy than a liquid material which has less entropy than a solid material because entropy is the level of molecular disorder because atoms vibrate. So the more vibration that they have, the farther away they're from each other. So that's why, again, you know, gas has more entropy than a liquid and a liquid has more entropy than a solid. Okay, so they say that that is the end of the universe. When entropy reaches zero, that's it. There's no more separation between the atoms because it, you reach the end of the energy. Okay, who who decides that? Who decides that energy ends? Because <laughs> how stupid does that sound when you're looking at the, these scientists that are giving you this statement saying that 90% of the universe is plasma and only 10% is this little tiny bit that you call solid matter. So, uh, does it look like it's going to end anytime soon? How? Why would it end? <laughs> Can you see the inconsistency uh, when you oh, compare? Yes. <laughs> no, I mean, 
I I openly admit that I had trouble with a lot of the uh, the theories that were being put out there, and especially in like uh, astro astronomy. Uh, a lot of the things they were saying, just I couldn't get my head wrapped around them. Yeah. It's like this doesn't make sense to me. Um, I couldn't, you know, I didn't know enough to be able to figure out why it didn't make sense to me, like you just said. But um, it, it was this feeling that no, that's not true. I don't know what's what it, what is true. <laughs> that's not it. And you have to learn to pay attention to that because it's it's you. Remember that I said. All your body cells are connected to intelligent infinity. So your body knows. It's the ego that doesn't know because it's affected by the veil of forgetting. But the body knows. So that's your body was telling you, nope, this isn't this isn't accurate. This isn't true. Okay, you, let me let me let me ask you this. What what how would you define the morphic field? You mean the field that shapes everything? Well, I'm not sure because you, you hear well. I, to me, when that when I would hear the term morphic field, I would think of this, what I call the 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 you know the the, the place that everybody's thoughts go to, the cosmic memory of of life, you know, of, on Earth particularly. Well, the morphic field is quite simply the 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 field that shapes everything. I mean, form exists because there's a field that gives it gives it form. Uh, you need a, for, a, for, uh, a formic field to be in existence prior to form being solid and having a, a, a shape. Like, for example, the, to give you an idea, the morphic field of what that monument called the Parthenon in, in, in Greece, the morphic field is still in place and is still intact. The reason the Parthenon looks the way it looks is because it was hurt, it was damaged during the Second World War, not because of time. The the morphic field is is very strong, and if it hadn't been uh, altered, you know, you would look at a completely in, an intact Parthenon. But every, everything that exists in form exists because there there's something behind it. There's a structure behind it. It doesn't just appear because of, of, of a random accident. Oh, it's a random accident that a pine tree goes straight up. And different trees, no, no there, is, there are no random accidents. The universe is incredibly intelligent. So um, what's, the, what's the morphic field? Is it, does it change as we go into 5D or whatever? I mean, is it? It'll be more specialized. It there'll, there'll be more forms. Because there's more density, therefore there's there's more of everything. Let's put it this way. So there's more. See, I I, I think that I call the the proto energy, you know, and I associate it with the quantum field. But that may be a different perspective or definition of the morphic field. Well, be I'll give you. I'll, let me give. Sorry to interrupt you, but let me give you an example of the morphic field. Okay, you understand that you're. The etheric body, for example, it's not made of atoms. Yeah. Yet, it looks exactly like you. If you were able to look at your etheric body, you would see Nancy. You wouldn't see some blob, shapeless, formless blob. You would see Nancy. Now, where well, is this form It's an energetic blueprint. Exactly. So that's got to come, has its own reality. That's, forming, that's the uh, morphic field. 
And you have to have a thought behind that to exactly. create anything out of the morphic field. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're going into this, uh, uh, let's say, uh, new density, okay, where everything is more <clears throat> and we are more. And I, 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 one of the those little lessons that you learn came from Anelia Benzer, I learned, came from her. When she was saying that you, you want a new table for your kitchen, all you have to do is really think it into existence. But your 3D mind can't handle that because you haven't been programmed to think that that's even possible. So you find you're driving down the street and somebody's put a kitchen table out on the street that matches what you want. All right. You need a storyline. Okay. And other people have commented on the fact that it seems like manifestation has gotten much faster and much easier as we go down this path we're going down. So if you, it might be an indication of a change in density that we are, in fact, you, you know, you can say, well, I still look alike. I still got the wrinkles. I've still got gray hair. Um, I, you know, you can look at yourself and say, well, these things are still there. So what is what is changing? Well, it's probably the way that you're interacting with the morphic field, because the morphic field is getting essentially, I would if think. You, if you don't accept the change in density, the morphic field is going to re respond to your belief system. And if your belief system says, oh, I'm 75 years old, I'm supposed to look like this. That's exactly what's going to happen because it's your consciousness, your will, shaping things in your reality because remember it's your reality isn't it it's not mine it's not your neighbors it's yours and in well, your reality you, I'm, I'm 70 something or i'm 155 therefore i'm supposed to look like okay <laughs> oh, see i i don't i don't actually feel like i'm 75 but i you know i i can't deny what i'm seeing in the mirror or if i look down and i see god look at my hands or you know, I mean, it's like you, you have to kind of like, you know, have a sense of reality. Well, but remember, you we're made otherwise of I might be woke. Is, <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of the One things of the that we have to learn to accept, accept is that we are made up of different layers of awareness. You have the awareness of the physical body. You have the awareness of the soul. You have these layers of awareness. And that's why people that study the, this this whole subject of manifestation they always they have this issue where, uh, for example, either they are totally focused and concentrating on manifesting a thousand dollars, but it doesn't doesn't come through. Why? What, what's going on? What's blocking my manifestation? Why is it that I can't manifest? It's quite simple. While you sleep, you the waking consciousness sleeps. The lower soul, the consciousness of the body, doesn't. And your body is convinced that it's poor and it can't, it, it, it doesn't deserve a thousand dollars. That's why you have to do consciousness work and you have to, and you have to do awareness work and you have to clean yourself. All the layers, not just your waking consciousness, all your layers have to be addressed because that's one of the, one of the obstacles to manifesting. You have a belief. Oh, I don't deserve this. Oh, I've been bad with my mother. I don't deserve it. Oh, I've been bad with my father. I don't 
So we have these beliefs, and since the lower soul, the, the subconscious never goes to sleep, who do you think is going to win that, that tug of war? Mona, did you have something to say? You started to, but he just kept talking. <laughs> <laughs> Mona. I can't fathom the ideology of the differences. If that makes any sense. Differences of what? Well, I know the difference between the material, <laughs> the material and the etherical, but for the put into a morphic field, that would mean it would have to be both, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. we have twelve layers of subtle bodies, so do the math. You're dealing yeah. with the coil body, the gravitational body, the etheric body, the the uh, astral body, the spiritual body, and then you have the, the spiritual, uh, oh, sorry, you have the universal of each. So there's a total of 12 layers. Okay. So think about it. <laughs> I learned that from the immunics group is that when they teach you to scan all of, all of your bodies, it turns out that some people, the problem is not physical at all. Like the, 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 there was one lady in the group no matter what she did, no matter what she tried, she couldn't lose her weight. It was a, it was the dumb, dumbest thing. And she started scanning herself. So when she scanned, what was, oh, um, the universal astral body, that's the one that had the, the block. It, had a, it actually had a belief that she was overweight. Once she got rid of that belief, it, she started losing weight without doing anything. So that's how complex it is. It could be in any of the 12 layers. Right. That's why we're not millionaires, right? <laughs> well, I want to get back to uh, a story that, that is pretty interesting because my can you can, can it wait until the second hour so we don't lose the your your train of thought? No, no, I'm going to finish it before the Oh, hours. okay. My, my friends across the street, my neighbors, they moved. In the process of moving, they proceeded to ask me if I wanted certain things, okay? Now, I'm somebody that settles. If I've got a desk chair that makes me curse it every time I have to move an inch because it just has got, it's heavy, it's got wheels that don't like this floor, it's all stoned, it just, I've been fighting it for years, but I settle. But I started to say, this I've had enough of this thing. And I started to kind of like think in terms of a chair, a desk chair. What would I want for a desk chair? And I looked at some things and stuff. Well, I got the desk chair. I'm sitting in it now because they had the desk chair that I needed. Didn't have to pay a cent for it. And the shipping was free because they brought it to my gate and then brought it in the house. Okay. Then... I had a, um, I, I, I use uh, inductive stoves, it's countertop things, you know, it's the only thing I cook with, love them. And one of them went on the fritz and I said, oh boy, I gotta, I gotta replace that thing. And so I got two brand new ones from them of double burners. <laughs> okay. Nice. All right. I needed some uh, chairs for the new porch, right? 
got two perfect, beautiful chairs. Now, that was a problem because I was so excited about getting these new chairs that I took the chairs that were there that really are for the patio set outside. I took those and I put these chairs there. And the cats came in and said, oh, my God, what have you done to our house here? Apparently, they didn't like those chairs, or maybe they could smell the cats on them. I had to switch the chairs back, but there's enough room in the porch to keep them all there. So now I can sit five easily and, you know, play poker. Um, <laughs> so, so it, you know, there was that. No, oh, yeah, in the in the cat's room in the back, I, I needed a light. And there's really no place to put a light unless it's a hanging, you know. Well, they had that, <laughs> you know, it was like, I can't, I, I was really laughing about all this because it was like, I'm trying to think, okay, so what else do I need? Maybe, maybe they've got it, you know? Oh yeah. I got, a, I got um, concerned about the television. It's getting old and I'll tell you a secret about uh, televisions. They don't go wrong. They don't go bad most of the time for any other reason than you can't put it on. Because they are programmed to allow you to turn that television on X amount of times. And then it fails. That's the in inbuilt. Well, I don't know if it's true with the new ones, but it certainly was for the last three that I had. And uh, <clears throat> so I know I'm kind of getting at the end of that time frame. Yeah, I, got, I could have had two TVs, but I only took one. I wasn't greedy. <laughs> As a backup. I mean, it was just like... Every time I turned around, there was something they were offering me that, yes, I guess I did, you know. So is that manifestation? Is that the storyline? I had to wait for those guys to move to get everything that I had been wanting. I mean, I got to tell you, this there was a this chair is so, like perfect. So cool. So they they didn't have a million dollars lying around that they they didn't want to use. I don't want a million dollars. <laughs> It'd take me a long time to get it that away. It's just an allowance that you were waiting for the time. Yeah, it sounds like it was a preconceived notion to me. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was like crazy. So, that is cool. you know, if, if you just think in terms of I need this or I want this or I'm going to get this, it's going to happen. It might not be in any way that you could imagine it but it's going to happen and pay attention to those little details i mean jan shaw is the one that really knocked my socks off she's she's with still with her last husband and they have no money and they run out of dog food so jan just starts walking to the grocery store she didn't have any money she needed dog food she said she knew that she would find money enough to buy the dog food and she wasn't very far from the grocery store when she found a $50 bill nice you know she 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 was like oh wow she she's really got this down i i'm gonna try this stuff <laughs> you know it's uh yeah at one point she her birthday was coming up and I knew that, that, you know, she had a little shortage. And so I said, ah, this will be a good excuse to send her some money. So I'm I'm prepared to send her $100. This is when I had money. <laughs> I was going to send her $100. And lo and behold, the um, when I went to give it to her, I kept getting no, $50, $50. 
So I only gave her $50. And then she said to me, oh, I, 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 I programmed that. I needed $50. I said, well, you shouldn't have put a limit on it because I was prepared to give you 100 <laughs> So don't limit yourself. You know what I'm saying? But we're at the top of the hour. Let me take a moment to say thank you to the lovely people who make distribution of this podcast possible. Mysticalwares.com in Mount Vernon, Washington. Dedicated to exploring both the known and the unknown, then helping provide the products and tools to expand your reach. Mystical Wares, Mount Vernon, Washington. If you are experiencing spiritual stasis, head to Mystical Wares in Mount Vernon because it is a metaphysical oasis. And they are actually lovely people and they really do have a huge inventory. So get yourselves up there. And if you don't want to drive all the way, go ahead and visit them on their .com. I am Ani, mad as the day is long, Avidician. This was a metaphysical martini, a production of Cosmic Reality Radio, to whom we are most grateful. Mwah! 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 Until we meet again, Stand up and claim your sovereignty. We are divine beings, not disposable commodities. Don't drink cheap booze. Remain alert and amused, but above all, my darlings, let the spirit inhabit the human. And welcome back to the Say What Show. It's May 13th, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva and Mona Radler. So um, one, one last thing on Frank and his move he has moved three miles from where dolly lives on the same main street they have residential areas right off of the same main street three miles apart (laughs) is that weird (laughs) are you guys there yeah yeah i don't know what you mean He's moved. He's moved. My neighbor across the street has moved. Oh, <laughs> and he, yeah, he went up to he went up to to Palm Bay where Dolly lives, and managed to buy a residential house in a area that is only three miles from Dolly. Dolly's already gone and seen his place. <laughs> Whoa. So, that was uh, real strange. Well, the sheriff, well, the sheriff has, to, has to check out all the people showing up to the his to his area. So it's a wise thing that she did. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's buying a brand new house, but you know, she's been there. She's got Jake the plumber and other people that she's worked. You know, she knows the turf. She can if he needs somebody to help. She can. Oh, here, try this guy. He's really good. <laughs> or don't go to that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a small okay. world, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it, it is a small world. It's a pretty cool world, too. I like it. Um, okay, so we can leave that subject if you want, and we can take another track, which is the, uh, the Irma's translation of... Well, okay, so Irma who is one of our listeners and my translator for the Shungite Realities, translated into Russian. And she volunteered to do that, God bless her. So she was reading an article in a Russian magazine about the healing powers of cats. And she took the time to translate it from the Russian to be able to give it to us because she she loves this show. She's probably listening now. 
and she uh, she did this for us so that we could all hear this really in, in, interesting information on cats. So, Walt, you want to read that for the people? Okay, okay, okay. The title the title of this is "Cats Prolong Life." <clears throat> Those who have a cat live an average of ten years longer. That's the uh, the intro. Treatment with the help of cats, called feline therapy, has been known since ancient times. It was mentioned in his writings by the great Hippocrates. Nowadays, doctors resort to the help of mustachioed doctors for various ailments in many countries. Modern medicine has long been skeptical about this method of treatment. Everything changed after a research which took place in London at the Institute of Therapeutic Methods. One day in the laboratory, where the experiment was carried out later, a cat showed up. The animal was walking by itself past the generator of low-frequency currents when all the sensors suddenly went off scale. At first, we did not understand what was happening, said one of the employees of the Institute, but it happened every time Martha, that was the name of the cat, passed by. And then we decided to measure its electromagnetic field. It turned out that Martha produces a much stronger low-frequency field than an expensive generator. The Institute developed a method of treating chronic inflammatory diseases with the help of low-frequency currents, keeping in mind the reaction of the sensors to the cat. The scientists divided the sick volunteers into two groups. One continued to be treated with low-frequency currents, and people from another group each had a cat put on the sore spot. A month later, scientists compared results. People treated with cats all recovered, but in the other group, only half of the patients had full recovery. It turned out that according to the strength of low-frequency currents, which modern medicine used to treat inflammation, heal tissues and improve blood circulation, a cat is able to replace five modern generators. The same fact is explained by American scientists regarding the results of recent studies. Cat lovers are three times less likely to suffer from cardiovascular diseases, and their risk of cancer is 30% lower. And recently, scientists from the Institute of Animal Communication in North Carolina made another discovery. They examined cat voices and eventually found that a cat's purr is effective remedy. Its effect is similar to ultrasound therapy, only its impact on a person, again, is much stronger. In particular, it has a beneficial effect on the human nervous system. But the healing effect of purring is not limited to this. The researchers found that the sound range from 27 to 44 hertz, which in cat's purr, 20% strengthens the bones, now scientists use feline therapy to stop the development of osteoporosis. At the Berlin Institute of Gerontology, a study was conducted on the effect of cats and the life expectancy of their owners. It turned out that those who have a mustachio doctored live an average of 10.3 years longer than those without cats. Their blood pressure indicators were better. And the concept of cholesterol in the blood, one of the factors of a heart attack, was noticeably lower. 
Thanks to this, the popularity of feline treatment as a natural recovery method is growing all over the world. In England, yes, you can now buy a cat in a pharmacy. Mm. Cats... <laughs> Mona, you were saying something? Oh, that's just, it's amazing. That's so cool. <laughs> Cats unmistakably understand when their owners has an illness. Near a seriously ill person, they will not start games, but will lie near for a long time, purr and massage with their clothes. In short, they will try to help. Moreover, if their patient has suffered a heart attack, stroke, or major surgery, and it takes more than a month to fully restore the body, the home doctor will always stay with him. Researchers associate the healing practice of cats with the peculiarities of their energy. It is noticed that cats love to lie on TVs, refrigerators, and computers, on devices that emit negative electromagnetic waves. The higher the level of these fluctuations, the happier the cat. Its energy system needs a negative radiation in the human body it occurs in places of pathological processes and energy failures. To get rid of the accompanying disease, we need to bring our energy system into balance. This is what cats do with their low-frequency field while they themselves receive energy replenishment. Feeling a negatively charged part of the human body, the cat rushes there, settles down comfortably, and begins to recharge. During such a session, the patient not only gets rid of negative energy fields, but also receives heat treatment, which is useful in many diseases. However, apparently there is also a desire on the part of the mustachio doctors to help a sick person to whom they feel affection. Uh, let me pause here. Remember uh, something that you brought up, uh, I, don't, I don't remember how long ago, the story of that cat who lived in a... Um, assisted living facility, and there was some, some kind of mystery that every time there was a, 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 a person was ready to leave, the cat would go visit them, so they knew that the person was ready to leave. Remember that story? Oh, yeah. 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 This is evidenced by the following fact. If a cat lives in a family of several people, it treats one, two or two of them, allowing other members, although other members may also have ailments. Felinologists give unloved household members the following advice. We must try to find a common language with the pussy using telepathy, to which they are very susceptible. Sometime before cat therapy, you should try to mentally talk with your doctor, for example, before feeding. Mentally call him, conveying the image of your favorite treat. If the cat immediately comes to you, then we can assume that mental contact between you has been established and the cat will respond to your request for treatment. Schedule of treatments. Specialists in cat therapy say that there are certain hours to treat each disease. So the time interval for three, from 3 a.m. to 5 a.m. is considered the most favorable for bronchopulmonary diseases. Gastrointestinal diseases respond well to therapy from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Cardiovascular diseases are best treated between 11 a.m. and 1300 a.m. And fatigue can only be relieved in the evening. 
In order for a cat to have its healing effect, it is necessary that it lives in your house from the age of a kitten. For the rest, the mustachio healer should be an adult, healthy and undoubtedly friendly to people. Cats that invariably prefer to walk on their own are not suitable for this role. As for medical procedures, phenomenologists have a number of specific recommendations in this regard. The cardiovascular system. A few years ago, in one of Elizabeth, in one of the English hospitals, special studies were carried out on the ability of cats to stabilize blood pressure. After 20 minutes, the doctors carried out a second control uh, measurements and found that the pressure in everyone returned to normal. For a stable effect, doctors say it is enough to stroke the cat every day for five minutes. For the treatment of arrhythmia, you should let the cat lie on its chest for a few minutes before stroking it. If you conduct two, three such sessions daily for 14 days, this will significantly improve your health. With arteriosclerosis, it is necessary to accustom a cat to sleep near his head. For joint pain caused by arthritis, a cat should be placed on the painful area of the body for, ten, for seven to 10 minutes. Such sessions should be carried out every other day for 30 days. For those who suffer from osteochondrosis, the fluffy doctor must likely, most likely will massage the back of neck himself, gently digging into the skin with his claws and accompanying it with, accompanying it with a purr. By the way, such claw injections never leave traces. They heal very quickly, and if the cat, and if the cat scratches while playing, it heals for a long time. To treat liver diseases, you should lie on your back and call a cat, which will definitely sit or lie down on a person's stomach, resting his head on the right hypochondrium. Gradually, you will feel the pain subside. Such sessions should be repeated until the painful symptoms disappear. At high fever accompanying acute bronchitis, you should put the cat on the legs close to the feet. And if he does not want to do this, you need to stroke her for 10 minutes. For the treatment of chronic bronchitis, the cat should be placed two, three times a day on the chest area. If the animal takes the initiative and massages the patient with his claws, great. Such procedures relieve coughing, fits, and greatly facilitate the breathing of a person suffering from bronchitis. When dizzy, you need to lie on your stomach and call the cat which itself will settle down near the head of the owner and stay there until it gets better. With the regular headaches, you should put the cat on the neck or head area three times a day. The course in this case should be at least seven to 10 days. And that indicates uh, end of page 57. And that's it. This is obviously taken from a book. A magazine. A magazine. Yeah, uh, I can attest to having had those experiences with cats. You know, one time I did something to my shoulder and I had two cats and I, I w it was so bad I pulled something or something. Didn't, didn't, never, never gone to doctors. Hey, but the cats, they would take turns. One would get up and then the other one would be there. And sometimes they would need, but more, more often they would just lay right there on that area. And I had 
other times where, I, and I, I thought about it just now, it was a time where I had um, headaches that were caused by my neck, but I didn't realize it. And the um, one of my cats was always wanting to be right up on my head, you know, on my neck area. And I always found it interesting that they, I was always glad for it, you know. But I didn't understand this connection to the amount of energy that they may be getting recharged with because they're doing this with us. So now I look at my house now and take a cat and put a cat someplace on my... Get out of here. Not a one of them would stay there for more than a few seconds. And I've got seven of them. I mean, you know, as far as... as well, it's your fault. You're super healthy. They, they, they're not needed. So. Well, I was wondering, Walt, if, yeah. if, they, if they love the negative energy of electronics. In this house, there is no negative energy from the electronics. <laughs> it's all shungited. So maybe yeah. I'm starving them of any negative energy, and they're just like, yeah. You know, uh, God, like it gets so so confusing when you start to learn things. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Mona, do you have cat stories? Can you do you see that in the cats too? No, I kick my cat out at night. Oh, you kick him out. Maybe you should let him in. Maybe. Well, Days if he wants to be in, but normally he's out uh -huh. because I don't have enough room in my bed for me and him. Uh huh. I have a dog in there, so what, I. What do you sleep in an army cat cot? Yeah, it seems like it. Oh, <laughs> wow! It's, it is a pretty small bed. Yeah. Yep, it is. <clears throat> and he, he just sprawls. But I have two cats, so. If Lucky was in here, man, he takes the whole bed, and he's so big. He's like a coon cat. I can't even pick him up. He's so big. But Shadow, he's just a short little skinny thing. But he was raised here as a kitten, so, I mean, he was a sickly kitty, though, as a kitten. Well, the thing of it is, is that the, the cat that is you know very much likes to get he, he wants to be petted he came here fully grown he wasn't a he wasn't a kitten and the mama cat with the other one she was pretty much a kitten when she came in with those guys and she's very loving uh but she's you know doesn't have a great attention span <laughs> but the other ones are just like no i don't want you to touch me when i'm feeding them i can touch them but if I walk up to them, they squirt. <laughs> okay, you know, it's it's just, it, and all the cats that I had before that were just like you know these loving, unbelievably wonderful beings that you know were. Now I don't know what I think. I sometimes I think I've got an army of guards. They're mm -hmm. just here to ward off bad stuff. <laughs> because uh, I don't know, they're funny. But they are very grateful when I go out and do Zen gardening. You know what Zen gardening is in my yard? It's raking up the poops that they've left out there because they're in that catio. And I found out that if you've got dirt, the cats want the dirt. They don't want the nice, clean kitty litter that you put out every day. <laughs> well, that's the, the, that's the inverse of my cats. 
they will come indoor to go to the kid a little. They don't like to poop where it's dirty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. They're they're too civilized, too fancy. <laughs> yeah, I got one of each of those. <laughs> oh, you got one of each. Oh. Yeah, one who likes it outside. He's the master of the yard, and um, Shadow. He just he's the little prince. So, yeah, um, there's so many different personalities. Well, one time when Gene Rockefeller was here, this was when Shunga was, well, there's a lot of other cats around. This is sort of when Shunga was by herself here. And uh, she would get up on my lap and she would start to do that kneading thing. And Jean says, just, she said, do it, what, what that cat's doing is like crack to her. And, which was an odd thing for Jean to say, I thought crack you know and i and but when when i was listening to walt read that and i'd read it but when i when i was hearing him say it it was like wow yeah if she was getting all this if i had energy blockages and she was pulling them out like that yeah i can see why gene would have seen that that was like you know crack like oh i gotta i need this stuff you know type of thing is which is what i got off of it but uh yeah so maybe i should feel good that Shunga doesn't care to be on my lap anymore. <laughs> Maybe I don't need her. <sighs> right. That makes sense. I mean, the next time somebody says, you don't have a doctor, and I'm going to say, no, I've got seven cats. Why would I need a doctor? Right. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> okay. Mine always wants to eat, no matter what. Yeah. I'm amazed yeah. that he's not in here now asking for food. <clears throat> Walter, you have a whole family there, too. Yep. Now, How many have you got? Uh, right now, the numbers went down to uh, four on, on Mitch. I don't consider him a member of the family because now that it's uh, nice outside, he doesn't like to spend the nights at, at, at inside the house. He goes out at night and then comes back in the morning. But when the snow comes, then he stays in here 24-7. Mm. I, I don't know who had him, but uh, they did them a favor of declawing him. You know, horrible thing to do to a poor cat. I know, right? So I don't know how he survived out without any, any claws to defend himself. He ran like hell. Yeah, must have been. Best way to do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're special. So, okay, so we gave this wonderful information that Irma gave us. Thank you again, Irma. And where would you guys like to go now? Uh-oh. What were you? What were you? What was the last thing you were discussing with um, Dolly? Anything? Anything political? Anything? Well, let's see. Tucker is um, announced that he's going to start up the same, uh, basically the same kind of show that he had on uh, Fox, and he's going to do it on Twitter. 
Yeah, that, that I saw that one. Uh huh. Yeah, so um, that's going to be interesting. I would have bet it would have been Rumble, but Musk might have, must have made a deal with him. Well, uh, isn't Twitter made specifically for the phone? I know that you can use it in a computer, but it's primarily a phone thing because people are walking around, tweeting everything they do. I don't know. Whereas Rumble is more you see in the in the computers. Uh, I see the, the, well, that's the activity. True. That's true. And Twitter is known as the preferred communication device for the powers that be. I've heard the uh, people on Fox talking about the fact that everybody who's anybody in their business has got a t Twitter account that they use. And so it may just be that that's where all the power players are. Uh, that that would make sense to me. So, um, yeah. Musk and Tucker, going to be interesting. Well, he did a whole couple days worth of uh, in, um, interviewing Musk. Who did? Tucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did. So they definitely knew each other. And I guess, you know. It's to face. Yeah, it's exciting, you know. And then... Um, I I felt really bad that I missed this. I'm sorry I did, but whatever. The CNN American Television uh, cable company, they are very very uh, leftist and part of the dark state. But they had no. This is where you go. Dolly would say, "Yeah, it's a conspiracy." They actually had uh, Trump come on in front of a town hall. Hmm. Now. This is kind of like, why would you give him that opportunity, especially on CNN? Because now you're introducing the enemy to your listeners, your viewers. And the woman who was was uh, interviewing him, somebody pointed out that when you are uh, the host of a town hall like that, you're not the debater. And Trump would start to say something and she would try to, oh, no, fact check him as he's saying it. It was like she looked so awful and amateurish. And I couldn't see the whole thing. Now they say it's up in Rumble. Somebody told me last night it was up in Rumble. So I'm going to try to watch the the uh, whole it's CNN Trump town hall. Oh, she's, oh the, you mean this is the woman that's suing him? No, 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 no. This is the host of CNN. Oh, no, it was, uh, uh, oh, I forget, C Caitlin, Caitlin somebody. And um, some of the things that they, there was a lot of different clips of, of what, first off, when he walks out, the audience gave him a standing ovation. Now, I'm confused because I heard that, that, I guess Trump probably, well, I don't know, it is Trump, as somebody pointed out to me. It is Trump, so he would have gladly gone before a full Democratic audience, even if they were booing him and hissing him, you know. But, you know, for practical reasons, I suspect that they said, you give us a Republican audience, and yeah, we'll talk to him. But anyway, supposedly the people in the audience were 
at least Republican, not necessarily Trump fans. And but he got a standing ovation. And you could just see that this audience was absolutely mesmerized by Trump. I mean, he was at his finest. He looked better than 2016. And at one point, she was questioning him on a statement he had just made. He said, when I was president, such and such happened. And she said, well, now you're saying the other thing. What's different? And he turned to her and looked at her and said, I'm not president. (laughs) You know, it was like at one point she tried to interrupt him and he just flicked his wrist at her and she shut up. Um, He was he was just there were so many little clips of him doing, you know, amazing. One question from the audience was regarding the inflation. And they were saying, what would you do to to get rid of inflation? And he said, dig, uh, drill, baby, drill. Meaning, get the oil going again, because that's what starts started that whole thing. So, um, yeah, that happened. And, of course, CNN is everybody else out there in the mass media uh, is just <laughs> lambasting CNN for giving him the opportunity. And CNN anchors are... Oh, that was a terrible thing we did to our our audience. We apologize, you know, bullshit stuff. It was just funny. But you you got to look at it and go, but why did you do it? Did you have some, nobody, I mean, Greg Gutfeld was on the five and he's saying, why would they do this? Did they think he was going to change? He's exactly, this is exactly what he did in 2016. You know, why are they acting like so surprised? It's It's just, you know, and the people on Fox that were talking about it, inevitably they started laughing. So apparently he put on a hell of a good show. <laughs> so maybe if you we just want, I mean, if, if you're not, you know, anti-Trump, then just kind of like take a look at the guy. He's one of the best entertainers I've ever seen. His comedy is dead on. Um, the things that he addresses are things that we talk about on this show all the time. Give him a, you know, I, I didn't, the first time around, 16, I didn't vote for him. I couldn't even listen to him. But then I started listening to him, and I found out that he's, well, he's he's Trump. <laughs> right. Yeah. Let's see, what else is happening? Well, they had... Um, the the House committee, uh, well, can't even remember which one. One of their committees had a, a press conference, and they were saying that they've got a whistleblower out there that says that another whistleblower came out and showed how Biden, as vice president, had taken a bribe from, I don't know who it was, Romania, some some other, some foreign country. And what the question was to the FBI was, we know that this exists, that this happened. What did you do with this? Did you look into it? And the guy that's, uh, Ray, this guy that's the head of the FBI, he said, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say anything about this. He didn't deny that it was. He just said he wasn't going to give them any information. 
So the FBI sort of just gave the House Committee, the Congress of the United States, the finger. And this was apparently documents proving that as Vice President Joe Biden was bribed by a foreign country. Um, that's, and, and, and again, you know, this is what's so, so kind of frustrating. Fox went through and to see how much coverage had been given to this press conference <clears throat> and the information coming out. Now they got some of some of the information. It wasn't just that, but some of the information that they got is because uh, one of the uh, uh, representatives there he was saying they thought we would we would actually subpoena the Bidens, but we didn't. We subpoenaed the banks, and that's what they've been getting in is all these documents showing all this money going to one small business limited liability company is what it's called llc it goes to this one company but then that company sends it to another llc and there's something like 30 layers of llc and everybody that's out there including this one mob boss mafia mob boss he said you know I've been involved in a lot of money laundering schemes, and this is one of them. <laughs> yeah, and so, so, so they get all these LLCs, and then they try to find out well, what, what, what is this LLC making or selling? And they, there is nothing that they're making or selling. It's absolute crime. It's a crime mafia. It's a crime family. And so you would think that if the Congress of the United States is accusing the President of the United States of being a traitor, um, you think they'd give it some coverage. Not one minute on any of the other broadcasting stations. Not one. They went through them all. Not Not one of those stations covered this. So you got the few people they have left who would wouldn't be able to, you know, they they never heard it. No, that didn't happen. So I, I now I know why I'd say something that I thought was pretty obviously known, and I'd have see certain people saying, "Oh, you're lying," you know, and the, all of us look at it and go, "No, what are you watching?" So yeah, there's. Uh, did Anelia just put out a? a a post, Walt. Uh, yes, you did uh, re- regarding the buying of a property, because she and uh, and her group, you know that she create she made a. Uh, it, it's I, I don't know how to label it. It's a it's like a like an online uh, a- a- academy called uh, Walk with Me Now, so people go to this uh, and they they uh, have classes and workshops on different things. So one of the things that she's uh, work, uh, worked on extensively is the like the manifestation issue. So uh, an, a, a number of members of this Walk With Me Now Academy, they got together and they pooled their money and they actually bought this uh, 
uh, oceanfront property that's like 2,000 feet. Uh, it, they call it a um, fossil beach because the beach is full of fossils. And it's like 2,000 feet uh, in, extens in the extension of, of this. And that's why they, and they, they have had, they've had views of, um, they had that man, what was his name, uh, Todd Standing, the one I mentioned to, to Derek. Uh, he lives there in Washington State, and he guides people to um, do these explorations to visit these zones where you see that, um, well, you see signs of the presence of Sasquatch. I don't know if his people have actually. To, to Derek, uh, he lives there in Washington State, and he guides people to um, do these explorations to visit these zones where you see that. Um, well, you see signs of the presence of Sasquatch. I don't know if his people have actually been face to face with Sasquatch. I don't know. I know that he visited them, and he explored their area. So they've been discussing that business of uh of because they were able to do it they, they pulled their money and uh, they've already uh, paid off like four hundred thousand dollars and uh, they were discussing that because uh like Ily, the 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 fellow who who's the tech support for inelia 
he uh, he said in one of his uh, in, a, in a short interview is like he his father had this thing is that you never involve family or friends with money dealings because it's a very bad thing to do. So it would be a he said he hope oh, he it's a thing that uh, it was something difficult if he went to um, if he tried to do that. It would be very difficult because his his family teaching is that you don't involve fam, uh, family or friends in money dealings because that's a, that's a quick way to end a relationship. So they 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 talked about it and and one of the things that um, that Larry said is that well obviously if you have fear issues around such an such an enterprise of you know pooling your money with others to uh, achieve a and end, you have to process that fear first. Once you process it, then you go back and study again. Is this something that I should do? Is this something that I can do? So that's the that's the discussion back and forth in these last uh, few things that they're discussing this manifestation class, and they're they're discussing this business of um, you know manifesting their their intent there so they i don't know how they're getting to use this property um i know that Inelia lives there uh but i haven't spent any any time listening to the rest of the uh, of the discussion well that was good that you mentioned sasquatch because <laughs> derek um it's got a raffle going on and this all started up and I'm going to show you another picture in a minute but this all started up because he got in a whole bunch of uh, carvings, wood carvings from the same person who Marcus Jansen who did that big you know seven I think it was six and a half or seven feet tall Sasquatch the whole body one mm-hmm and so we were talking about the fact that these things are very very heavy it's a cost a lot to ship them so that he was primarily going to put them in the store because he you know he doesn't have that many of them but he really wants to reach out to the average radio person you know that's not going to get to the store and he said and we talked it over i said why don't you have an auction and and you know he said well he said, we're actually set up to be able to do a raffle. So that's what it is. It's $3 per, ticker, per ticket. And the winner will be drawn on June 1st. Okay, it's carved by local chainsaw artist Marcus Jansen from Carving Creations. And you can, he gives you a link to go to mysticalwares.com and put in, you know, hand-carved Sasquatch. I guess is what it would get you there. But the link is right there on the uh, promo on Facebook, and I'll have the link down below in, in the podcast section. So anyway, the the one he's giving away is um, the, well, you can argue it's the victory sign, you can argue it's the peace sign, and you can argue it's the Illuminati sign, but in our world, it's a peace sign. And um, it also has, it's, the guy is really, really good. So you can. Um, you can go, also call it the smoking sign. You're missing the cigar. 
Oh, well, that true. <laughs> yeah. But, um, okay, now I'm going to put up another one that was the, the guy came in with this uh, amazing set of carvings. And, you know, he bought them. All right, they're coming up now. So, in addition to the hands, he's got some feet. And the feet are actually the same size that you, you know, they think the feet of a Sasquatch is. But if you look at the faces, there's also some some faces there. And I'm telling you, if you if you just go to the, you know, go to the URL and you can make it even bigger. The owl sitting on on the in the in the far back right, the owl sitting on that face is absolutely astonishing. That this guy is so able to carve into wood emotion that is it's stunning. It really is. Is that, is that a couple? Of, uh, is that a pair of beads in the eyes of the owl? Um, they look glossy. Is that? It's not. Hollow is not like there's nothing. No, there. no, 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 no. There's eyes in all of them. Mm. That's what I'm saying. It's like you, you do. You get looking into the, uh, into the eyes, and even even the characters themselves have like eyes in them. It's not, you know. Look at it. They've all got. Well, I've blown it up quite a bit. Mm. They've all got eyes. The detail is is astonishing. So. Um, yeah, for those people that are out there and can get to the store, you can. They're they're pricey. I mean, this this is a this is an amazing piece of art. Uh, I don't know what the prices are, but I know that. Well, I just know that pricing is going to be high. Like I would think that the one I'm talking about with the owl is probably uh, seven hundred dollars, maybe. My estimate. Of course, he always sells things below my estimates. <laughs> so anyway, um, that's that's what's happening. And Sasquatch is. Uh, I saw a um, a photograph. It was uh, well, it was a video. Actually, oh, geez, good thing I put that on there. Um, somebody down here in Miami, well, South Florida, the oh, it's a swamp skunk. I think they call them whatever. But it's a Sasquatch, our version of a Sasquatch. And these, this father and son went out into the Everglades area, you know. I mean, the vast majority of South Florida is not populated. But it's swamp and it's wilderness and it's, it's pretty ferocious at times. But anyway, the this, is, this is the same creature that scared Shido? Um... I'm not sure. I don't think so. I think it was a different type of Sasquatch. Oh. I'm not sure about those those beings. They're called Sasquatch, but I'm not sure about them. Mm-hmm. There's too many weird stories associated. <laughs> um, but this was this is what I'm getting at. So the they hear a thumping, and thumping is a known Sasquatch. You know, that's how they sort of introduce themselves to people. They, there's this thumping sound. And the dad is, uh, you know, military, you know, special ops kind of guy. So he goes out, and the kids follow him. The kid's probably in his mid twenties, and they're they're going out there, and 
he's got one of those night uh, cameras you can see at night, right? And he's, you see the video of what he saw. And honest to God, you see what has to be a Sasquatch. And it was in silhouette because it's, it's that weird look to the, you know, that they get in these uh, night vision things that have been improved, actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, but you see the silhouette, you see the walking. I mean, the kind of running time. Uh, you can't deny that that's what you think you're seeing. <laughs> and there seems to be a lot more interface with the the Sasquatch beings um, lately. And in Washington, of course, it's very very big. Washington State, not D.C. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, uh, after what uh, in Elia, I I didn't to tell you the truth, I didn't read the 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 post, but she actually did a post talking about the Sasquatch, where she wrote that um, uh, it's their concern is that they don't want to be bothered. So I, when I when I saw the that that part of the um, of the writing, I, I'm saying why would I want to bother the Sasquatch anymore. Not out of curiosity. If they don't want to be bothered, they shouldn't be bothered. So <laughs> I'd like I don't know if she was it was just sharing something that from what she perceived from them, but uh, that was the the substance of that message that they don't mind people are aware of them, but they want to be left alone. They don't want people chasing after them. So I don't know why this fellow is doing this I, well i guess he, he needs to make a, an income this todd standing where he takes people on these explorations but uh according to her they, they don't want to be they don't want to be bothered they just want to be left alone well so well it, according know. to according to people that i've listened to um it's almost like if you go out into any wilderness area like in washington you know you go up into the mountain areas there's known areas where there's Sasquatch and there's all sorts of they use they they make certain they take branches and they make certain forms out of them Mm -hmm. and after a while you know that that's Sasquatch area that's territory that's their notice to you don't come in here Um, but if you're in, in Derek's case he would very much honor that but if you're just walking through that area they he's had amazing interactions with them you know like gifting them something and then going down going back down the same path and you know you just walked it and there's a gift from them uh he's got a lot of stories because he they know you talk about telepathic you know i mean it's like and last night uh somebody or something was in here Shiloh wasn't, he, he just kept sit staring, you know, like <laughs> he was watching something and I'm looking and I'm going like, he wasn't, it wasn't like he was in any state of anxiety, you know, it was just like, what's that? And I thought, is he seeing some flying thing? But I couldn't see it. And it was for quite a while that he sat there and watched it and then apparently it left because he just got up and went outside. I don't know. Mm. They see things, you know. Yeah. We may not. So, what's happening over there at uh, Freedom Slips? Are they um, got any? You should tell people a little bit about that station, Mona. 
I don't know what to say. Well, you know, I mean, they what are they they're they have programming all every day of the week. What's what's their schedule? It's a big station. Right. They just have to go to freedomslips.org and check out the schedules. We're not full up like we used to be, but Monday nights is our Scott McKay. He's a um, patriot and fights all kinds of things that are going down. He's a pretty strong fella. I like him. And uh, I just, I don't follow a lot of them like I used to. And of course, I'm on five days a week. And the Feral Hippie. Yeah. Two to four, Eastern. Studio B. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Freedom, Freedomslips.org. <laughs> right. Yeah, they hadn't changed it. Somebody yeah. stole our dot com. So. Yeah, that, that happened to Walter, too. That's why he's dot net. Mm-hmm. And he's new paradigm tools dot net. New paradigm tools dot net. And he's got a lot of very interesting things there. And Mona's been, you know, if you if you if you want to get good information, you used to do a lot of guests, but even you have kind of backed off that, huh? Yeah, because so many people aren't around; they don't even get back to you anymore, and it's just all kinds of things. Because now they've got options. You know, in the beginning, you know, you and and Freedom Slips and Wolf's Bear, I mean, there wasn't too many podcasts out there. They weren't even podcasts. They were radio shows. Right. They were radio stations. It was internet radio instead of FM, AM. It was internet radio. And, you know, now it's like every Tom, Dick, and Harry and Mary and Jane, they all (laughs) have their own podcasts. True. And I, 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 it makes me very happy that you know that many people are have woken up and want to spread the word because there's certainly you know enough people that need to be woke up to that they need a lot of help, and that's one of the reasons I do the Radio 5G Other Voices is to introduce people to other stations. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean if if. If, if the only thing you get from me is you find the people that you really need to hear, then I've done my job. Yeah, I agree. That's the way I feel about it, too. But I think yeah. that we've just lost a lot of people through this COVID crap, and so many things have just changed in people's minds and hearts. And I mean, I just don't do TV, so I can't say anything about the regular stations or not. But Oh, they're terrible. <laughs> it's nothing on TV. Although, I'll tell you, I, I, I tend to watch stuff like um, what's on the History Channel. Oh, the History Channel, yeah. Um, Oak Island, they definitely right on top of the treasure. Whatever's down there, the the metal detector that's down, they've, they've opened up the shaft that was considered the uh, first shaft, the money pit, and they rebuilt it. It's all modern, you know, so it's, it's safe. And they got down to the bottom of, well, essentially the bottom of the this uh, shaft going down. And they took a metal detector and put it in the water and it was just screaming gold and silver. 
So that's pretty interesting. And the reason that it's so interesting isn't because there might be gold and silver down there. It's because there is a whole lot of Knight Templar interaction in this whole deal. The longer they get into it, the number of shows they they found connections to artifacts that they found at Oak Island back to the Templars. Symbols, Templar. Uh, coordinates on the on the ground being indicated by different rocks that shouldn't be there. They're definitely I'm, I'm kind of surprised that uh, uh, strange individuals haven't showed up to try to block them because that's kind of information that there would be parties interested in keeping a secret. Well, this is like the number one show on the History Channel. Mm. You know, you've got millions and millions of people watching this. Mm. And the, the course of May, uh, the Knight Templars have a connection to Freemason. And the Freemasons have almost every single dig had a Freemason involved in it. Okay, so our, I don't think the Laguna brothers are, are working for the Cabal. I don't think they're working for the Masons. I think that they just were set on a mission and it didn't get picked up immediately or mm -hmm. this is part of the story. Because my feeling is that the Knight Templars were master magicians in many, many ways. So if they put something down there like the Ark of the Covenant and other super duper, art, you know, artifacts, if they're actually down there, then it's not just a treasure. It's a, a change in history. However. Right is looked at so it's incredibly important and um, and then they have the other one that runs right behind it the skinwalker the secrets of skinwalker ranch and boy is that thing crazy as hell they definitely have an abnormalities that are happening there that they're getting back Every 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 time they they come back every season they got more and more really sophisticated equipment and they're seeing things that are just like whoa you talk about reality sci-fi that that one is reality sci-fi too so um, yeah anyway we're kind of close to the end of the show here and I thank you guys so much it's been fun I hope you guys had fun do you have fun. <laughs> awesome awesome um what is today today's saturday so the next live show will be on tuesday and do you guys want to say good night happy mother's day all you mothers out there and gaia too happy mother's day to you yeah yeah big time mama that's right I'm I'm with Mona. I'm going to say Happy Mother's Day to everyone out there. Um, thank you for having me here. And I'll join in that wish too. Thank you all for being here. And for those that are mothers in any kind of a way, good way, you know, be safe, be blessed, and Happy Mother's Day.
Say What? Say What Radio Show. With no agenda. It's always a surprise. But if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong. <laughs> 